You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Good morning, everyone. It's Mother's Day, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to every single person in this room, whether you're a mom, mother figure, or whether you have a mom. It's a day of celebration for our moms. Happy Mother's Day. So before we get started, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that your word will come through me. Father, push me out of the way, and I ask you to speak through me. These are not my words. These are your words. So, Lord, I surrender my vocal cords, my mind, my will, my emotion to you, holy, heavenly Father, and I ask you to just speak through me. Let your words touch every single one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that we will be changed forever. And, Father, I pray that you will bring peace to the moms here whose moms are no longer with us. Father, I pray you'll bring encouragement to the moms that are struggling. Lord, I pray that um, you will just be the lifter of their heads. Be the lifter of our heads, Father. It's a beautiful day, and we honor our mothers, Lord. And we just bless your holy name, and we do this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, scripture says to honor or to give honor to whom honor is due. And that's what we came to do today on Mother's Day. Every single one of us in this room has a mom. You think about that. Whether you have a great relationship with your mom, whether your mom is still here, whether you've never known your mom, everyone here has a mother. And so we're honoring that mother. And if for nothing else, we honor her for choosing to give you life, to give us life. We are breathing here in this moment right now because our moms made a choice to give us life and we honor her for that. And I also want to honor the other moms in this room, whether you're a a biological mother, a stepmom, an adoptive mom, it doesn't matter, a mother figure, an aunt, a grandmother, you are a mother figure for someone, so we honor you. We honor you today. But I want to say that the word I'm bringing today is it's absolutely a word of encouragement for the mothers of the house. But it's not just for the moms. It's for everyone here. Because God always has a timely word for each and every one of us. So he has something he wants you to hear if you're here today. You know, the Bible tells us a lot of stories of all these great moms, right? Eve, the mother of mankind, right? And then you have Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus. Bathsheba, who was Solomon's mom. Jochebed. That's a name, right? Who names their child? Jochebed. Jochebed was Moses' mom. And then we can't leave out Hannah. Hannah was the mom of the great prophet Samuel who anointed King David. So there's all these biblical moms to look up to, right? But I don't know about any of y'all, but I can't live up to any of them. And the good thing is, I don't have to. And neither do you. You see... None of us were born in those times. We weren't born in that generation. We were born right now in this generation for such a time as this to impact this generation because God is a right on time God. He knew when we needed to be here. He knew who we needed to influence. So we don't have to be like those great biblical moms. Mom, you were put here in this generation to impact your family your husband, your church, your community, now, not back then, right now. That gives me a lot of hope. I don't know about y'all, but that gives me a lot of hope. And I believe 
that every single person in this room is supposed to be in this generation right now. Again, God is a right on time God. So in honor of Mother's Day, I want to share three characteristics of a godly mother. Now, before I begin, some of you whose children are in the back are probably fidgeting and wondering, are they going to behave? Yes, they're going to behave in Jesus' name, and it's all good, Mom. Just relax. It's going to be a great day. I hear my grandkids out there tuning up, but it's all good. God's taking care of this day. He's going to control this. So my first characteristic of a godly mother, well, let me say this first before I start. Again, like I said earlier, this is not just for the moms. This is for everyone. So if you have ever given life to a business, a dream, and you're building something right now, then you are its mother. So this is for you too. Don't tune out and listen because you are a mother if you're bringing life to something. And my first point is a godly mother prays hard and she prays long. Have you ever viewed prayer of maybe an afterthought? Like, well, I've tried everything else, so now I guess I'll pray about it. Or what if you've prayed and prayed and prayed for something and then you don't see it happening, so you just give up? It's okay. I've done that. It's okay. That's part of being human. You see, Mom, none of that, how you thought about it then or now, none of that changes the fact that you actually prayed. And that matters. And, you know, I don't know a mom yet that hasn't prayed for their child or children at least once. Maybe you prayed when you were waiting for that baby to be born. Or maybe you prayed when you were waiting for that child to come into your home. Maybe you prayed for them on the baseball field, on the soccer field, on the tumbling mat. Maybe you prayed for them before that big test they had. All of that counts. That all counts. And maybe you're one of those moms, you pray for your your kids every single day. It matters. But all of these moments of prayer, every single time that you lifted your child up to the throne room of the Most High God... Every single time you did that, it counts. Godly mothers, they pray long and they pray hard. And I want to say this, mom, hard and long is different for every single one of us. You know, it's easy, I think especially for women, to get caught up in that whole comparison thing, comparing what we do or what we say or what we look like to someone else. But here's the deal. Your prayer life may not be like mine. And your, my prayer in life may not be like yours, but that's okay. Because there's one important characteristic about God that we need to never, ever forget. God is not into duplicates. He's not into duplicates. God is creative and he loves variety. You don't have to take my word for it. Look outside, look at the flowers, even the same kind of flowers. They all look different. Every sunrise is different. Every sunset is different. God is into variety, so he doesn't expect us to be like someone else. And you shouldn't worry about if you measure up to someone else. Just remind yourself, when you start comparing your prayer life to someone else's, just remember that God is not into duplicates. He loves variety. Just keep praying for your child. Just keep praying for your child because prayer is a mighty weapon It changes hearts, and it changes circumstances. I want to read to you from New Testament, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So if you brought your Bible, open it up. Maybe it's on your phone. Maybe you got it memorized. But this is what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, that peace that you can't even explain when things are going crazy around you, that perfect peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Prayer brings peace to your heart and your mind. That right there is proof that it changes you. James 5.16 says that the prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. So let me give you a definition of a righteous person. Because some people think, oh, that means I'm holy. No, it just means that you're right with God. You are leaning into him. You are pressing into him. You are trusting him. It doesn't mean you're perfect. So don't hear that. But I want you to catch the last part of that scripture. It says, prayer has power as it is working. That means prayer works. It works. Now, the outcome may not be exactly what we want when we want it, but that doesn't mean that our prayers aren't working. Prayer changes things. It changes us. It brings peace when everything around us is swirling, and it brings us closer to God. And I have another little fact about prayer I want to share with you. In the book of Revelation, and I love this scripture, the book of Revelation chapter 5 tells us that our prayers remain forever before God. Did you know that? That's amazing. I want to read it. Read with me. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. That's Jesus, the lamb of God. Each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So let me just interject this. In the Old Testament, it said that the priest burned incense before the altar as a pleasing aroma to God. This says that the prayers of the saints, saints are believers, they're preserved. And at the end of time, they will be poured out before Jesus, the lamb, the lamb that was slain for us, the lamb of God. So not only is God listening now, he's listening in eternity He hears your prayers. They stay before him. Let me encourage you, mom. Keep praying and don't get so wrapped up in the how long and how hard part. Prayer's not always about asking God for something as much as it is communicating with him. Think about that. And all good communication is bi-directional. It goes both ways. Keep praying and then listen for what God is speaking to you. A godly mother prays hard, and she prays long. And I want to define long here. We have prodigal children. One in particular, and I know that only God can change these prodigals, but in one in particular, I have been praying for over 20 years for that child, over 20 years. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't pray long and hard all the time, all day long. I don't do that. But I do pray for my child. And I know that if nothing changes in my lifetime, that scripture, Revelation 5.8, reminds me that my prayers are ever present before God. Mom, your prayers don't disappear. So don't get discouraged and don't ease up on praying. Don't give up praying for your child, for your family, your husband, your community, your church. Don't give up. And even, even when someone you love 
doesn't seem to be on the right path, keep believing that one day in his good and perfect timing that God will fulfill his promise in Acts 13, I mean, Acts 16. This is a scripture that I have held near and dear to my heart for so long. Acts 16, 31 says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. So mom, even when our time on earth is over, our prayers are still present before God. They never go away. There's a woman in... Luke chapter 18, and she was persistent. And I love this story too. The Bible's so full of great stories. You know, open it up and read some of them. You know, some of them you have to get past the weird names, but this is a really cool story. It's in Luke chapter 18, and we're going to start in verse 2. In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. You know, I have a little grandson, his name is Jude, and he's like that woman. That boy will not let up. If he wants something, he's going to get it. Mama, Nani, Papa. Mama, 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 nanny. He doesn't stop. And you know what? It's pretty smart because we all give in. We eventually give in. That's what this woman was like. This woman kept going back and back and back before this unrighteous, uncaring, unholy judge who couldn't care less about her. She kept going back. Every time he said no, she said, okay, I'm coming back. She'd go back because she wanted what she wanted. She needed what she needed. And he finally said, okay, here you go. Get away from me. And if an unrighteous, unholy man can do that, how much more could a holy, righteous God that loves you so much do for you? Keep praying. Pray long. Pray hard. God hears. My second point today is a godly mother has faith. In Matthew chapter 15, there's a story of a Canaanite woman. And yes, the stories today all have to do with women. But again, insert yourself into the story. This interesting story. And it's interesting that the Canaanite woman is even in the scriptures because it's very significant. The Canaanites worshipped pagan gods. And they hated the Jews. The Jews hated them. So her being in this story is very significant. So let, let me just stop real quick and say something about all that hating going on. The Jewish people were very, at that time, were very religious people. They had all these rules. They were checking all these boxes off that made them feel superior or more holy than anyone who wasn't like them. They basically looked down on and despised people who were different from them. This is the Canaanites they hated this time. But remember, they, we had heard before they hated the Samaritans too. So anyone who was different from them, they had no use for them. They looked down on them. And I want to say something real, real quick here. Religion can do that, y'all. Religion can do that. God's not about religion. He's about relationship. And I'm not saying anything bad about a religion. But I'm going to say, religion will lead you to think that you can check boxes off and you're good when Jesus said, you accept me and you're good. Let me get back on my point now. <laughs> what does God say? Love God, love people. That's what he says. 
religion can tend to divide, and God wants unity. Love unifies. This Canaanite woman and the Canaanites in general hated the Jews, and the Jews hated them. So follow along with me in Matthew 15, verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. And Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. You know, again, the disciples were Jewish. This was a Canaanite woman. So I'm pretty sure they were standing there thinking, the audacity of this woman, how dare she? When maybe, just maybe, they should have been thinking what faith this woman has, what boldness this woman has. She knew that Jesus was Jewish, and she knew how the Jews felt about her people. But she believed that Jesus was who he claimed to be. And how do we know that? Because she called him Lord, son of David. That is significant. Old Testament prophecy said that the Messiah would come through the lineage of David. She called him Lord. She was acknowledging him as the Messiah. And how does she know that? She was a Canaanite. She didn't know anything about the Jewish culture or religion. How does she know that? She did. She knew that. Look at verse 21, and I want to tell you something about that verse that's significant. It says that Jesus was in the region of Tyre and Sidon. That area was a place where the Gentiles lived. So he had been there before, preaching and teaching and performing a lot of miracles. So chances are she saw some of those miracles. She heard some of the words that he was speaking. Either way, she had faith in Jesus, and nothing, no thing was going to stop her from getting to the one who could heal her child. Godly mothers have faith. Even the disciples tried to stop her. Now, I want to pause for the cause on these disciples. They told Jesus, send her away. These mighty men of God who were disciples of Jesus Christ were telling him, get this woman out of here. And where have we heard that before? If you go back and look in Matthew chapter 14, they said the same thing about the hungry crowd. Send them away. Send them away. Get them out of here. Where's the compassion and mercy in that from these mighty men of God? They were a hot mess, y'all. The disciples of Jesus Christ, they were a hot mess. But you know what? Jesus never disqualified them. He had called them. You don't think he knew they were a hot mess? When he called them, he called them. He doesn't disqualify them, and he's not disqualifying you either right now. So back to the story, the disciples found this woman super annoying and they wanted to send her away. And even Jesus referred to her as a dog. 
Hmm. Well, before you start thinking, man, that's kind of rude. Jesus called this woman a dog. Before you start thinking bad about that, I need to tell you something. In the Greek, the translation of that word dog means a little pet. It's not some mangy, scroungy, varmint dog in the street. It's a little dear pet. I don't know that the disciples were really acutely aware of that. Jesus wasn't being rude to her. He was teaching his disciples that he came for everyone. He came to save us all. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter your lineage of religion or not religion or whatever. It doesn't even matter what you did last night. Jesus came for everyone. And when you cry out in faith, you get his attention. Godly mothers pray hard, they pray long, and they have faith. And my last point is this. Godly mothers are brave. They're brave. And remember what I said earlier. This message is not just for the moms. It's for everybody. So I want to read a story from 2 Kings chapter 11. And I'm going to read it slow. Follow with me because there's some crazy names in here. I'm not disrespecting scripture. I'm just warning you. When Athalia, the mother of King Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the entire royal family. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, and the sister of Ahaziah, so the aunt, she was the aunt, she took Joash, son of King Ahaziah, and stole him away from the other royal princes who were about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from Atalia, so he was not killed. He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years while Athalia ruled the land. Okay, I'm not even sure if I pronounced those names right, but I want to sum it up in real English here. Athalia was the reigning king's mother. When her son, King Ahaziah, died, the mom wanted to rule the kingdom so bad that she had all the other heirs to the throne killed. She literally had them killed because she wanted to remove the competition for the throne, right? So when she did that, the aunt saw it. The aunt saw what was about to go down. And so she took, the aunt Jehoshaphat took Joash and she hid him to protect him from death by this evil queen. Just a side note, Athalia, the queen, she's the daughter of Jezebel. If you've ever heard of her. She was an evil woman. And the aunt, the aunt Jehoshaphat, she stepped up in the face of death. Can you imagine what that queen would have done had she known what was going down behind the scenes? Jehoshaphat faced death. She was brave. She was the aunt. That wasn't even her child, but she had that mother in her that she stepped up. She made a bold move in the face of death to ensure her nephew's survival and his rightful place on the throne. But I want to say something, and I want y'all to write this down if you're taking notes. Every single thing we do has a ripple effect. Everything we do has a ripple effect. We are not an island. We do not exist alone. So when this aunt stepped up to save this heir to the throne, not only did she save his place as the future king, but she enabled the lineage of King David to continue. This is significant. King David's lineage is the lineage that the Messiah came from. Godly mothers are brave. And bravado looks different for every single one of us. 
for the mom who's sending her child off to college. Bravery. Bravery is holding back tears and assuring that 18, 19-year-old that everything's going to be okay, that this is part of God's plan. Sometimes bravery means you take your hands off your child's life long enough to let them make the mistakes they need to make so that they can grow and mature and walk in the plans that God has for their lives. That's what bravery looks like sometimes, Mom. Lessons learned hard are sometimes the best lessons. Godly mothers pray hard and they pray long. Whether long is measured in minutes or years, they keep praying. Godly mothers have faith. Whatever measure of faith you have been given, they have faith and they trust God. And godly mothers are brave. They face down fear to make sure that their child has what they need to grow and mature into the man or woman of God that they were created to be. And if there ever comes a time, Mom, when you think that you don't measure up, you do. Or if you think you weren't cut out for this motherhood thing, yeah, you were. Or if worry ever turns into full-blown fear, just remember that God picked you to mother that child. He picked you to be the mom of that child. You are the mother figure in their life. So when bullies are picking on your child at school, remember, you aren't helpless. You have everything you need through Christ Jesus. God hears your prayers. He sees you. He sees everything that's going on, and he has a plan for it. You are strong and courageous because God says so. God gives you the strength you need to speak to that. Speak up for your child and keep speaking up, but trust God. Trust him to intervene. He will. He will make a way. Keep praying. Don't give up. And when your child has lost a friend, either through the elementary, I don't want to be your friend anymore, or if they're in high school and their friend has been killed in a car wreck, when your child has lost a friend and you can't find words eloquent enough to, to calm and soothe their broken heart, pray. God will give you the right words. He'll give you the right words in the right moment to speak encouragement and love into your child's broken heart. He'll hold you up. God is the lifter of our head. That's what scripture says. Pray. God will give you the words to say, and he'll bring comfort to your child. And when you have little ones, and they're running all around, driving you crazy, and the laundry's piling up, and you don't know where dad's at, God will give you eight arms that you need to take care of those babies because he picked you to be their mom. You have what you need. He'll give you those extra eight arms. Just pray. Ask him for it. He's not literally going to grow arms, but he's going to give you what you need to take care of those children because he picked you to be the mom. And when your teenage daughter has worked your last nerve, and I can personally attest to that, when your teenage daughter has worked your last nerve and you guys cannot seem to get along no matter what, then you know what? Lay hands on your daughter, but pray for her. Pray for her. Show her by modeling what godly character looks like, what godly conflict resolution looks like by praying for her in her presence with your hands laid on her. First of all, you have the authority to do that as her mother. And second of all, your faith and your trust in God to intervene in the situation will speak volumes to her. Trust God. Keep praying. 
he gave you those children, whether it's one, two, or eight. He gave you the children. Out of all the other women in the world, God picked you to mother that child. So do not, mom, do not aunt, stepmom, adoptive mom, grandma, do not let the enemy tell you that you don't have what you need to be the mother of that child's life because yes, you do. God picked you. He picked you. And I want you to remember, there is no other voice that can soothe that crying baby like your voice. There is no other kisses that can mend the scraped up knee of that four-year-old like yours. No other arms can hug that 12-year-old who has a broken heart like your arms, mom. And it's your words of wisdom, mom, that that 19-year-old off at college needs to hear. Only your tears of joy at your son or daughter's wedding altar are the ones that will bring them joy. And it's your mom's, your arms, mom, grandma, that are holding that grandchild that will bring tears to your grown child's eyes. You were picked for such a time as this to be the mother figure in that child's life. So mom, your prayers, your faith, your bravery, they're exactly what your child needs. He picked you. Be encouraged. And I want to pray for us. So can everyone just bow their head and close their eyes and let me pray. Heavenly Father, I ask you to infuse into every mother, every mother figure, every single person in this room, Lord, infuse them with your Holy Spirit, with your love, your peace, and your encouragement, Lord. I ask you to encourage them, Father, when they think they don't measure up, encourage them and let them know that they have everything they need to mother that child or that person, Father. And God, I pray on behalf of the people here today, Lord, that are trying to manage life without you, the ones that are trying to do things in their own strength, thinking that they don't really need you, Father, I ask you to draw them into you. And even the ones that may know that they need you, Lord, but they kind of they kind of still want to try to do it on their own. Lord, draw them into you. Let them know in a real and tangible way, Father God, that you are here and you give them everything they need, that you're a loving Father, that you sent your only child, your only son to the cross to die for their sins. Father, to die so that they could live forever with you, a loving, beautiful Father. Dear God, show yourself to them today. Show yourself to us today, Father. Let them sense your presence in a real and tangible way. And Father, I thank you that you bring healing to hearts that are hurting today on Mother's Day as we mourn our moms who are gone. Father, I pray you bring healing, and I thank you that you're a very present help in time of need. Father, let us remember the good times that we had and let us look forward to what you have for us in the future. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. With everyone still with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you're feeling a stirring in your heart, you feel like God is drawing you in in this moment, he is. He sent his son Jesus to die for you so that you could live forever with God, so that your life 
be filled with his presence, his joy, his hope, his love. If that's you, if you feel that stirring in your heart and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, now's a good time to do that. If that's you, you just lift your hand so I can see who I'm praying for. You can put it up real fast and put it right back down. Nobody's looking around, just me. Just lift your hand up and put it down if you feel that today's the day that God's drawing you in to his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. So if you're ready to accept this free gift of salvation, forgiveness, redemption, and healing, I would ask you to pray with me. And everyone here, Christians, believers, let's pray together in support of people making that decision. Dear God, thank you for your faithful love, compassion, and mercy. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that Jesus died for my sin, and I believe he rose again. Today I give you my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Help me grow closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.